It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Welcome to part two uh, of the final Vanderpump Rules episodes of the season. Uh, this is supplemental, but it is an amazing show because we have the one, the only Kiki Monique at the Talk of Shame with us. But before that, it is a quick 20 minutes where we recap our favorite backrid TMZ reporter, Josh, talked to Tom, Tom Sandoval on Thursday of this week. So let's start there. If you like this show, remember to leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Join the Patreon. Do all of the things. I love you. My voice is just like ravaged right now. So I'm putting these out and going to bed. But this is a great show. Kiki Moni kills it. It is a great conversation. Plus, we talk a little bit about OC and Jersey in it as well. So enjoy. Okay, you guys, welcome to So Bad It's Good. Uh, I wanted to get, listen, we are at the end of Vanderpump Rules season 10 and what a season it was. Um, We had the Secrets Revealed episode this week and we all kind of want to know, we see Sandoval on the road. He is doing his Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras tour, Um, but we, we don't know a lot. Like he hasn't done any podcasts since Howie Mandel. We saw the reunion, which was filmed months ago. But I, I, we got a gift today. To, uh, on Thursday, we got a gift that I woke up and I got a TMZ alert that one of my favorite backrid TMZ reporters, Josh, 
And just to remind you, if you haven't seen my previous videos, Josh has this great unassuming quality where he'll run up on these Vanderpump people and be like, okay, okay. Hey, what's going on, you guys? Uh, hey, Ariana. Uh, okay, okay. Is it true that um, Tom cheated on you? <laughs> it's always, and I really got to say, I grew to love Josh through the course of Scandal. He did that amazing interview with Raquel outside the nail salon. He did multiple Tom Sandoval ones where Tom Sandoval had to teach Josh Josh, he was like hindsight 2020, dude. And Josh was like, okay, okay. Like, what does hindsight mean? He's like, no, dude, hindsight is 2020. It was fascinating. And we have seen Josh, we haven't seen Josh a lot lately. In fact, the last two walk-in talks have been by a different um a different TMZ backgrid guy. And I don't think that guy is nearly as charming as Josh is. So it was like Christmas morning to wake up to realize we have a new Tom Sandoval. Uh, paparazzi video and it is done by Josh and I will say I can't take I don't know if this is so bad it's goods doing or not but he does not say okay okay as nearly because he used to do it after every coin like okay okay uh Tom do you think Raquel's pretty okay okay he would say it non-stop we don't really get to hear that a lot in this video so we're gonna go through this video we're gonna watch it or listen to it all at way if you're listening to this on the podcast but if you're watching that on YouTube we're gonna watch the video all together as a family and then we're going to go back to the beginning and I'm going to stop, start and give some of my thoughts. So are you ready to go on this journey? Here is Tom Sandoval. And, and for you listening that can't see this, he does not have the mustache. He's in a Tom Tom hat, big glasses. Um, and uh, I think that's all you need to know. I think he is like at some storage facility, potentially. Let's let's watch this together and, and see what we can gain from this. But enjoy. Here is Tom Sandoval doing a paparazzi interview today. A lot of people are worried about her mental health. Um, I don't have any comment about her. Okay, is she doing well though? What's Raquel doing? A lot of people are worried about her mental health. Um, I don't have any comment about her. Okay, is she doing well though? Like, uh, that's that's a comment. I don't okay. All right. Um, Tom Schwartz just came out and said he's stepping out and he's not really talking to you anymore. Do you have anything to say no, about that? No, he didn't say that. Actually. He didn't. It's been corrected like five times. Okay. Yeah, so you guys are still just talking. People hear what they want to hear. He said uh -huh. he's he said he's indefinitely over the scan talking about Scandaball. Okay. Not Sandoval. Yeah. Scandaball. Okay. 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 Yeah. So this will be like probably the fifth or sixth time that's been cleared up. But all right. Yeah, all right. You know. I just, just had to make sure. Yeah. Um, as far as the T-shirt comment, you're getting a lot of hate for it. Do people take it out of context? Yeah, they or, did. Or is that what you really meant? That is, I, I've never body shamed Ariana. Ever. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So it was just taken out of context. It, it was not. No, 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 no. I don't know if that was taken on the context. I think people added their own context to it. Okay. So um, just... It had nothing to do with her body or anything. It had to do with somebody being very just in-off uh, unenthusiastic. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Unenthusiastic. Yeah. Like, if somebody, like, wanted to have sex with me and I, like, just unzipped my zipper and said, like, oh, hurry up, I gotta I gotta meet somebody yeah, for lunch. Yeah, yeah. It, it was more about the unenthusiastic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, when's, when's Raquel getting out? Do you have any... Um, there's a lot of people just want to no know. No idea. Now. So you have no idea? No, no idea. You, you guys still talk or? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to comment on anything with her. I let her tell her own story. Okay. When she's right. ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. Well, yeah. hope Thanks, it. Man. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. See you. Woo. 
Okay. Um, that was truly incredible without any of my commentary. I've watched it now like seven times. I've enjoyed it every time. Uh, let's go through this. And just so you know, it starts really ab abruptly, the clip. But already, he Josh is asking about Raquel Rachel because Raquel has been you know, at her mental health facility. I think she is still there to this day. And uh, let's get into this. And we're going to stop a bunch. So get ready, folks. Here we go. Tom Sandoval, second time through with our friend Josh from TMZ. Raquel doing a lot of people are worried about her mental health. Um, I don't have any comment about her. Okay, she doing. Dude, he's such a star now. He's got the white nails. He's carrying a Ralph's bag, a book bag. He's got the Tom Tom emblazoned logo hat. He's got his Fruit Loop necklace on, and he's got this T-shirt with like what is that? Like a wave or a mountain? And I don't know. It's very. He's got red pants on. It's an amazing, you know, outfit, but he's made like, dude, I want to talk about Raquel, dude. Just no, that's not, I don't want to talk about that. But Josh, this guy is so brave and unassuming that you can never hate Josh. That's why I like he's my favorite TMZ guy, because he can get away with asking those questions that, you know, Tom is not going to like. Now, also, I don't know, like, I think this is a storage facility of some sort. But it could also be like the docks. I'm like, are they in Jersey or something? It's like, it's a very interesting, but I think it's storage because you got a moving truck in the background. And I think he's loading in or like unloading band equipment or maybe stuff from his shitty last apartment. Who knows? Also, I had mentioned this on a Patreon uh, that I just did before. Tom is being photographed in the Tom Tom hat more than he ever has been in the last year. And I do wonder if there is some sort of I know there's a little bit of a falling out of Schwartz and Sandys in terms of his business partners. But I'm curious of why the Tom Tom hat. Is that a is that a, a signal to us about something? We also know he's showing up to Tom Tom more. He was there this past weekend, but it, you know he could. They have Schwartz and Sandy's hat. Why is he not wearing a Schwartz and Sandy's hat? I'm curious if that will be a storyline in season eleven. I'm sure it will. Here we go. Well, though, like uh, that's that's a comment. Okay. Okay. So Josh is amazing, dude. He's like, no comment on Raquel, and and then Josh goes, but is she doing? <laughs> So I just goes, is he doing good? And Tom, he's a teacher, dude. He's like a father figure to Josh in a sense. He's like, dude, that's what no comment means, dude. Come on, dude. No comment means that, dude. Like, he's not angry. He's just like, Josh, come on, dude. And I want to, like, I want to remind everybody, if you forgot, Josh is also the reporter that he made a Kyle Chan friendship bracelet. You know how they're doing all the friendship bracelets at the Taylor Swift shows right now? Tom Sandoval was making his little Fruit Loop necklaces and his bracelets over at Kyle Chan Jewelry. Uh, and just a quick shout out. If you are uh, cheating in a relationship, Kyle Chan is one of the, the number one places to go for jewelry if you are in the market and are cheating on uh, any kind of relationship you're in. So he made a friendship bracelet for Josh and gave it to Josh. He's like, okay, okay. Oh, dude, this is crazy. Like, amazing. So I love the no comment. And also just like you can see in this image, he's carrying like three bags. Also, there's this gentleman to the right. I don't know if that's his manager or what, but you notice he is also wearing a Tom Tom hat. These Tom Tom hats are everywhere. All right. Um, Tom Schwartz just came out and said he's stepping out and he's not really talking to you anymore. Do you have anything to say about no, he that? He didn't say that actually. He did it. He didn't say that actually, dude. You want to get Tom Sandoval mad? You say his friendship with Schwartz is in danger. He'll be like, dude, no, dude. You listen right now, Josh, dude. This is where we draw a line, dude. No, that's no, he did not say that. Now, of course, he is talking 
about um, Tom Schwartz is on this show where he pretends to go to Mars to win money on Fox called Stars on Mars. And he did a talking head on Mars saying that um, he's like, dude, I'm just, I don't know, man. Like they like associated me with Scandaball and like all of this. And I got to say, I think I'm just, I'm stepping away from it all from Scandaball. And I was aware that he meant Scandaball. Like I knew what Tom Schwartz meant. I think him and Tom Sandoval are going to have issues in their friendship, but I knew in that moment he wasn't announcing to Fox first before Bravo that he was never talking to Sandoval, but everybody ran with it. Entertainment tonight. Like it got pushed out as an actual news story and nobody actually watched the video, but I love that Sandoval was like, dude. And he turns around and he's got those big glasses on his like Tom, Tom hat and his fruit, fruit loop necklace. It's very intense. It gets really intense. It's been corrected like five times. Okay. So you guys are still talking what they want to hear. He said, Uh it's been corrected five times, dude. People hear what they want to hear in this world, man. Fuck dude. Just people, people are crazy, dude. At multiple times in this video, he blames people. He blames like, dude, people stupid, dude. And I love how indignant he is. And I thought that was kind of fascinating from a human behavior standpoint, because you would think maybe in a sense, or I would think there's to be some kind of apologetic kind of like, oh, dude, things are so crazy. I'm so tired of this. And instead he's like, dude, I'm going to tell you that time, dude. Like he's like defensive and he's angry. And I know there's a lot of Tom Sandoval fans out there, which I think cool, but I, you know, I don't know. I really can't celebrate him with any of this, uh, but I'm glad that uh, you guys can. Um, and hopefully, you know, down the line, things will change. But uh, I think his indignance, I think that's going to be so interesting to watch season 11. If he comes in at a 10 like this, very indignant. And you've got to wonder if he thinks that a lot of these cast members owe their success right now to him. And in a sense, they do. But also, Tom wasn't cheating on Raquel for the cast, you know? He said he's indefinitely over the scan, talking about Scandaval. Okay. Not Sandoval. Yeah. Scandaval. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. He, was, he was definitely talking about Scandaval, not Sandoval. Scandaval. And he's using this like karate chop motion when he's doing it. And I, once again, it's like a very teachable moment of like, dude, it happens all the time, dude. You know how many times I get confused with Scandaval? And I'm like, I'm Sandoval. But it's like, they're talking about Scandaval. And I'm like, are you talking about me? I like that he also can't separate. He's like, it was a clear delineation. I might be Sandoval, but Scandaval is very far away from me. I mean, it's it's very much one and the same in a lot of ways. So this will be like probably the fifth or sixth time that's been cleared up. All right, all right. Dude, I'm tired of clearing this up, dude. Like the fifth or sixth time, or seventh or eighth. What comes after eight, Josh? Not okay. Or it could be the ninth time it's clear. I I'm gonna clear this up for the rest of my life. You know what'll be the funny thing if Schwartz is like, uh, actually. I did say I didn't want to talk to you again. Like I I really don't. Like that would be. But I I don't. I think that is. I think their relationship is not the strongest that it's ever been, but I don't think it is in jeopardy the way that it is being painted out to be right now. I just had to make sure. Yeah. Um, as far as the t-shirt comment, you're getting a lot of hate for it. Do people take it out of context? Yeah, they or, did. Or is that what you... 
Okay, so the t-shirt comment, of course, he was referring to in the third part of the reunion that he said kind of flippantly to Andy of like, yeah, leave their shirt on during sex, real sexy, you know, something of that nature. And he says, was that t-shirt comment taken out of context, which I think there is a, a larger conversation for Josh and Sandoval in terms of these big words and what they mean potentially. And I, anywho, but like, once again, remember that is taken out of context He's like, yeah, dude, you know, people so stupid. And so we were like, okay, what is he going to say? Like, how did we take his comment about Ariana not taking her shirt off in a very flippant tone on a reunion when he is facing allegations that he had cheated on her for nine months, his dumpling that he loved so much. And he said this horrific thing. Then here's his explanation right here. Really mad. That is, I've never body shamed Ariana. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So it was just taken out of context. It, it was not. No, 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 no. I don't know if that was taken out of context. I think people added their own context to it. Okay. So um, just wasn't taken out of context. People added their own context to it. Context is a crazy thing. Sometimes you can have too much context. Sometimes you can have a little context. Uh, context is kind of crazy, but yes, I have never body shamed Ariana. Now, I have shamed her in terms of sexuality, in terms of being sexual with me. I will definitely shame her, but no, not body shaming. It was just, you know, it was an ugly t-shirt, really. It had nothing to do with her body or anything. It had to do with somebody being very just, you know, uh, enthusiastic. Okay, okay. Am I crazy? Did he say unenthusiastic instead of unenthusiastic? I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm just, I'm forgetting how to say things as I watch this video more and more. It's like, it's not, it's like, it's being unenthusiastic. <laughs> and so he's now explaining to Josh that it is not the t-shirt. It's just that she wasn't in, she wasn't a enthusiastic sexual partner for Tom because Tom is very enthusiastic about sex and if you listen to that Howie Mandel podcast, he talked about life and loving to jerk off in the bathroom to porn. We can only imagine what he made that poor Raquel do. Um, but this is he explained it more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Unthusiastic. Yeah. Like, Unthusiastic. Like, one of that sucks with me, and I like just unzipped my zipper and said like, "Oh, hurry up! I gotta, I gotta meet somebody yeah, for lunch." Yeah. It, it was by the way, I think that's exactly what he did to Miami girl. <laughs> I, I'm joking, but Miami girl actually now that is confirmed. So he's saying that, and I love that thought of like, it's like if I undip my pants and just say, do your business, I got to go to lunch. Like, where did you even get that example? Like who's, who's giving, and I love that Josh is like, he's like walking Josh through this. Like Josh, I want to, I want to make sure you know how, what, what a good example of this. And then Josh's head, I wonder if he's thinking of like, how, can I relate this to anything in my life? Okay, 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 like, yeah, okay, okay. I've never actually done that to a girl, okay, okay. I also want to know what Josh personally thinks about this. Like Josh said, he wasn't really a Vanderpump Rules viewer, but then he started watching it, and in one of the videos, like, okay, okay, I don't even see what that big of, it's like a big deal. But now I want to know if Josh watched the reunions and what Josh thought of that comment. Because I don't think any of us were completely taking it out of, context whatever it's that it was a very hurtful comment regardless if it was shit i never took it uh I, I never took it as um tom thought her body was ugly like i never like i i did I just thought that it was like he was saying, we need to get down and dirty and you need to take off every stitch of clothing and potentially ariana might have felt uncomfortable and he didn't potentially make her feel sexy enough. So he is fighting those allegations right here. It's more about the enthusiasm. Okay. Yeah. All right.
the enthusiasm. It was about the enthusiasm. Right. Yeah. All right. Also, uh, when... love the smile. Tom then like kind of flashes him a smile of like, did we learn something, dude? Huh? Learning is crazy. You know, nice guy. Josh is his buddy. He has a friendship bracelet. Windsor Kel getting out. Do you have any? Um... Dude, Josh is my favorite. Josh is my favorite. Josh literally hits him with a Raquel, a Raquel, <laughs> Raquel question. We start the interview with no comment. Uh, yeah, but is Raquel, do, is Raquel doing okay? That's what no comment means, Josh. And then Josh is so damn smart and with it. And so unassuming that he's like, he gets him to explain that whole un- enthusiasm thing. And then Josh goes, hey, when's Raquel getting out, dude? <laughs> and you see Tom. He's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Did Josh just hit me with another Raquel question after I said no comment? Uh, There's a lot of people just want to no know. No idea. So you have no idea? She's, no idea. You, you guys still talk or? Uh, yeah, I just don't want to comment on anything with her. I let her tell her own story. Oh. I'll let her tell her own story, dude. She's got a one-woman show on Broadway this fall, and it's amazing. It's called Raquel Over the Rainbow, and it's like I've seen some of the earlier drafts. It's really – we're doing the music for it. It's awesome. Um, But I like – you know, I would have thought – like Tom already – Tom explodes when it it involves Schwartz. With Raquel, he's like, no, I just – you know, I'm going to let her tell her own story. It's, you know – I just don't feel comfortable talking about that. He's being a nice guy at least, but it is, it is fascinating to me how much he stands up for protecting Raquel when, you know, this whole time, I don't feel like he's, you know, protected Ariana. I mean, obviously with his actions in terms of the cheating, but even since then, in just like his non-apology apologies on social media that he apologized to his business partners first, and then had to redo that. It was like, of course I say sorry to Ariana. Of course. I find that very odd though. But for Raquel, it's like, no, dude, I'm going to protect everything. So there is that part of me that does speculate that Tom has slept with women on the road. And like, I think, I think plenty of women still want to be with Tom Sandoval, you know, please, let, please let me know in the comments. But I do think there's potentially still some kind of movement there in terms of Raquel and Tom. I will be very curious about what Raquel is going through. And the longer she stays quiet, the smarter that is. But it also gets us to forget a little bit. Now, these videos don't really, I think, help Tom in the way that he potentially wants them to, because I think he tips off Josh where he's going to be. They don't really help the way I think he wants. None of Tom's things, maybe the band stuff a little bit, but people go on there to dunk on him a lot of the times. I do enjoy Tom Sandoval's band, um, but I think there's something really weirdly distasteful and disrespectful about that because he'll do bits of like, dude, this next song I played and then my phone fell out of my pocket. And that was the night Ariana found I was cheating on her. And everybody's like, yeah, like it's weird. It's like cringy and disrespectful, but he obviously gets his yayas out on it. So great. But the Raquel thing, the longer she stays quiet, the more we are willing to listen when she does come back. I don't know if I'm in the minority for that. I don't think we're in the mood to completely forgive this. I mean, obviously team Ariana all day, every day, but there is that element of, well, I am curious what Raquel has learned on her journeys. The only thing that kind of bums me out is that we do know she was sending letters to Tom. And one of those was a postcard with a lightning bolt from Sedona, I think. And it was like, just thinking of you. This reminded me of you. And that was like, oh shit. Like 
I don't think Tom is good for Raquel. I don't think Tom's definitely good for Ariana, but I don't think Tom's good for Raquel either. And the fact that these terrible twosome coming together, I think I would hope that whoever in this facility that's working with her would potentially see that this is not great, but time will tell, right? Okay. When she's right. ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Well, yeah. hope Thanks, it. Man. Yeah, you're welcome. You All right, see you. All right, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, see you later. Tom turns around with his Ralph's bag, and he's like, yeah. Anyways, I, I was so excited for that. It was a minute and 20 seconds or something, but it gave me so much joy. What do you guys think? And, and I mean, I'm really curious where we go from here because they pick up cameras, I think, June 24th or 25th, which is, oh, that's like a week and a half away. Uh, I am still of the mind that I think Raquel will not join until mid-season or towards the end, and it'll be a big reveal moment. So I'm curious. Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras did a show in San Diego on Wednesday that I saw a lot of people. It is weird. It's like the Grateful Dead in the sense that people are like just kind of tripping out, like, you know, meeting each other, dressing crazy, uh, you know. I don't know if people are passing around bootleg cassettes of Tom Sandoval and the most extras from their soundboard, but it's wild. I, I do love these videos and I love Josh. If anybody knows Josh personally, please put me in touch with Josh. I am dying to interview him. So wanted to get that to you guys. Hope you're having a great day and I will talk to you later unless you're listening to this on the podcast and then you're going to hear more of me right now. Okay. Welcome back. You guys, I can't lift this burden of Scandaval by myself anymore. I need somebody with me this Friday to, to help me kind of sum up Scandaval in a sense, but we're going to talk about a lot of different things, especially because she was boots on the ground the other night when Jax Taylor was supposed to make his triumphant return to Sir with DJ James Kennedy on his See You Next Tuesday. And she was there. Um, and we'll find out exactly what happened that night. But she was also there at the uh, the season finale party that I went to last week. And she's just, you know her. She's everywhere. You can most recently see her on Hulu. They have a whole little documentary episode of, it's called Impact, which is like the story behind Scandaball, which she is heavily featured in. Uh, you kind of see her everywhere. And I think she's going to keep popping up more and more places until she has her own television show. But you can uh, always find out everything that is happening in her life at at the talk of shame on Instagram. So without further ado, Kiki Monique, welcome back to the show. Hi, I'm joining you brawless because I'm just so exhausted. I can't even be bothered to get properly dressed anymore these days. I'm brawless as well. And screw you, Sandoval, because I literally went from a B cup to a C cup this season, just covering <laughs> you. Like It's like, I, what am I carrying around these days? My God. Yeah, I think there's like only two type of Vanderpump Rules fans left in the universe. There's those with like <laughs> Vanderpump derangement syndrome, which is similar to Trump derangement system <laughs> syndrome where we like blame everything on Sandoval and Raquel yeah. instead of Trump. And then there's like Vanderpump fatigue syndrome because we're just so exhausted and we just like are ready to move on. And then it's crazy because it's our favorite show. And we're like so excited that the world is finally like clued into how great it is. But we're also yeah. just like, please go away before I hate you. Well, it's when you realize what I imagine, you know, uh, being addicted to drugs or alcohol, uh, you know, it's just like, you know, it was so exciting. And then you're like, I know this is bad for me. It's ruining relationships, friends, families. But at the same time, like I, I want to get away from it and I see hopes of a life out there. But then when I get too far away from it, I'm like, I wonder what Scandaball's doing right now, you know? 
Or yeah, or if you see someone posting something that you know just isn't true, and you're like, no, I have to correct this oh. because how dare you? <laughs> oh my god! Always oh, thank God, thank God you're on. I was yelling about that early because I'm like, come on, guys, let's be smarter than this. Like uh, everybody picked up on the story this week that Tom Schwartz he's on he's on Mars on Stars on Mars on Fox, and he did this like oh sappy feel bad for me kind of little talking head where he's like I'm just done with it all, man. But he meant scandal the scandal. And like, listen, I would love a breakup between the Toms because I think it would be fascinating for the show. But he was literally, if you listen to it, he's talking about that. And everybody, including major news sources, and by that I mean Entertainment Tonight, ran with it. And everybody then just posted, made posts. I'm like, guys, you're not even, you're not even looking at the source material. That's the thing. It's like, I like to pick up on those things just to ask questions. Like, do you really think? And then you go watch it and you're like, okay, that's not what he said at all, you guys. Like, so let's, and also watch the show anyways, because Stars on Mars is so good. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to watch Stars on Mars, but thank you. So no, no I'm just, oh, I, I watched okay. the first episode, but I watched the first episode and I was like, I just kept thinking all these people are getting paid at least. Like this is like, they're getting money and Schwartz doesn't have money issues anymore. But then I found out, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the second episode, that Tom, doesn't know how to count and by his his mistake he got somebody else potentially kicked off the show yeah i mean someone brought up like come on you know you saw schwartz trying to count those t-shirts at tom and tom i I didn't remember that happening but i was like look you know i know that he's pre-med or he was pre-med and so like everyone's like he's very smart but look i've known a lot of book smart people who are just so street dumb so i'm like i've always said i'd rather be street smart than book smart well, I, I mean, I agree with you, but I think also Tom could win Stars on Mars because he's just going to make everybody feel bad for him. And he's so cute and lovable and so funny and like, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. And people are like, oh, he's harmless. Like, those are the people that usually win these things because then eventually they potentially twist it and you realize they're smarter than they actually play. Yeah, I mean, Portia even said on Watch What Happens Live that they called him Angel Tom. So, like, his charm is working. I mean, he knows, he is smart enough and he knows how to work his dopey act to, like, get people, like, to really describe him charismatic and, you know, endearing. It is that thing. It's like his special sauce is really making people feel bad for him. And he's like tuned it so finely now that he can really survive not just a divorce, but scandal because people really do. There was like a, a week or two where people were really on the fence about Schwartz. And I think he has survived completely because I see po- people posting from Schwartz and Sandy's and they'll be like, yeah, he asked me not to hate him at Schwartz and Sandy's. And he's just so like, he'll literally go up to me and be like, Oh, I know, I know you might hate me, but please don't. And how are you going to hate somebody that says that? Totally. You can't. And so he will actually, he will totally redeem himself. I fully believe that as well. Um, would you hook up with Tom Schwartz? No, I, I have no interest. I mean, like the old me would say yes, because he's tall and lanky. And you know what they say about tall, lanky guys. And so, yes, the old <laughs> me would say yes. But Dumb the new rough. me, or not even the new me, screw that. I would me. screw someone that was like him, but because it's him, <laughs> the no. <new> me, the <laughs> new me. I didn't realize there was a new you. Uh, I've really noticed the new you lately. Um, uh, so, uh, God, I keep thinking that you said Portia said he, we called him Angel Tom. That just stuck it. Are you sure she didn't say anal, Tom? Like, <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay. So to get the first part out of the way is that you got a table the other night uh, to go see. See you next Tuesday, DJ James Kennedy's triumphant uh, night at Sir, where he DJs and plays the Vanderpump Rules themes and some other songs. 
And Jax Taylor, DJ Jax Taylor was supposed to be there. That was his big guest. And so, of course, like everybody wanted to be there because that really is like, wow, like hell is frozen over. Like this crazy. These two people are actually doing a night together. So take us through that night because Jax never showed up. Like what happened? Yeah. So. You know, we get there. Now, Now, let me take back a little bit because James posted about this like one time on his feed and like it immediately pops up. And, you know, us as content creators, the minute I see that, I immediately go online and book a table because I'm like, you know, this will be something. We'll, we're there for the content. We're there for this, for these moments. So I booked this yeah. table for six because I figured. Wait, the old, people- the old Kiki, the old Kiki was there for the music. The new <laughs> Kiki is there for the content. So I was like, okay, like let's book the table. I was like, the show starts at nine, it says. So I was like, let me get the table at like 8.30. You know, we'll sit down whenever. This was like a few weeks ago, and, and they weren't promoting it very heavily. So I'm like, okay, we'll get there at 8.30. I start seeing online lines that are wrapped around the corner. Now, the Sir Alley, basically, in order to get to the Sir Alley, you have to go down the block around the corner, and it's like behind the building. That is how far the line is going, which is like, I don't even know how many yards or feet that is, but it is hours and hours. (laughs) Okay, so we know 100 yards is from the studio to Raquel's trailer. So how many, if we're going by that (laughs) figure, like it could have been three of those? I would say. It was like three Raquel trailers with lengths at least. And I saw so a picture. I was, I was like, holy sh-. I mean, I really saw that picture and I, I never seen sir with a line. Cause I've been to see you next Tuesdays before. Like I remember going to the one right after like COVID was letting up or the panda. And, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be insane. And it was nothing. You could walk right yeah, in. You walk right in, walk right yeah. in. Exactly. The last time I went in, you walk right in. No, there is a line around the corner and people are wearing their, you know, worms with a mustache shirt. We see, I see um, uh, a nun and a Sandoval lookalike and she's behind him going shame, oh, shame. Like no. there is like, you know, what are they character <laughs> acting? What is it? Cosplay. There's cosplay, yeah, cosplay. happening. Like, um, I didn't see, cause by the time I got there, James was already in the booth, but like, you know, he had done like a whole running, you know, over the two through the audience. So it was shenanigans. So I'm like, I'm rolling up in the Uber and I'm like, Holy crap. Like, how do we get in? But I'm like, I have a table. So I did my thing. I was like, I'm not waiting in the sign. I go right to the front and I'm like, you know, I have a table. And so they're like, they let us right in. Thank God. Cause I was like, there's no way I'm waiting in this table, but there's no really table ready. She's like, you know, you kind of have to wait. So we're just kind of standing there. They have, they have a step and repeat. Like they have made this night like a whole thing. And it is already so thick by the bar. I'm like, I don't even know how we're going to get in. Like every table is full. So we're standing there for like maybe 10 minutes. And then some guy comes and he's like, Oh, I can seat you right here, but I'm not going to be able to like get you anything from the kitchen. Cause the kitchen's way too overwhelmed. Now, mind you, I have not eaten anything all day. So I'm like, I guess that's fine. I guess I'll just drink tequila, but I'm like, I might end up like on my face, but like, we'll see what happens. So we kind of like go and we're sitting by the, you know, the outside and it it is just so thick. You can't even get to the booth. But then finally, like maybe 10 minutes after that, they're like, okay, we can get you a table. So they take us to the table. It's the same table that you and I sat at for the, uh, reunion watch party but we're at the other end so we're kind of like behind the dj booth like in that little hallway so it was like okay we have like a good table or whatever so we're sitting there i noticed that i noticed they moved the dj booth it usually is by the bar they moved it right yeah they moved it so it's like up against the wall um on that other side and so we're like okay cool we get some drinks and we're like chilling and then i noticed there is this i never noticed there had a private dining room and so the private dining room 
is like right behind the DJ booth. So basically the, the like the back of the DJ booth is up against this private dining room. And so I'm like, oh, that must be where like all the people people are. So we're like, okay, cool. So I'm noticing that. And then like, you know, every once in a while people would go up and like, you know, go through the little hallway, see him. It, it, it's just so thick in there, but you know, we can hear the music. We're just like chilling or whatever. Then we hear over the microphone. This is like shortly after we sit down, you know, Jack's, there is a family emergency and sorry, but he won't be able to come tonight, you know, sending my well wishes to Jackson Brittany. And that's all we get. DJ James Kennedy said that. DJ James Kennedy said that over the mic. It would have been great if he was like, uh, I got a black wraith. Everyone remember when Jax fucked Faith. Like, it would be great if he then just started <laughs> railing on Jax again and reigniting that feud. Oh, also, when we first got there, the the way um, James got onto his set, and maybe he does this every set, I don't know, but he started his set was like, yes, you're here for the white con, yay! <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so I don't know if he starts every set like that, but like that's how he returned himself. <laughs> so we're like, okay, there's no Jack, so now, you know, it's CJ James Kennedy, okay, got it. But then, all of a sudden, I hear someone go, Sheena's here! And I was like, oh, wait, Sheen is here. And then you start hearing like the Uber Eats, good as gold. But like, I think it was the Uber Eats version. Either way, it's good as gold, right? Savings, like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I was like, oh, cool. So we get up there and then they're like, oh no, she's on FaceTime. So like, I don't know if it was like, maybe, you know, James had texted Sheena like, hey, Jax is not coming. Maybe you can make an appearance. I don't know. But she like was on FaceTime. So I was like, oh, she just came on FaceTime. And so she did the, so still fun. But then- she did actually show up. So then Sheena and Brock did eventually show up. And then I don't, you know, Zachary reality. You've had him on your show before. Yeah. totally. He yeah, yeah. hops out of the private dining room that I had been like, Oh, who's in there. And he had been in there that whole time. And he's With like, Allie, Oh, right. Yeah. So he was like, do you want to, yeah. you know, I can get you in. So we're like, of course, I mean, of, like, always like always for the content. Let's see what's happening in this yeah. private dining room. So then we go back to the private dining room and yeah, it's pretty much like, you know, James is back there or well, he's DJing, but like Ali's back there. Sheena and Brock were there. And, um, you know, I guess it was just what like was the conversation influence. back there. Was there any, was there any talk about, uh, anything in terms of Vanderpump rules related? It was so loud. I literally just like sat there, drank my tequila, was just like watching and just like looking around. I, you know, I'm just people watching. Cause like, I, I don't know. We can't really have conversations. It's just so loud. And I think that, you know, people yeah. were just sort of like taking videos, taking pictures. It felt like the really LA. It was very like yeah. a very LA thing that I felt like was happening. And I was kind of like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the beat. Which, no, <laughs> did you hear any, like, I, I noticed like when James does these club appearances now, he does like kind of bits like Sandoval is a liar. Did he do his little bits? So that that song came on and then he said I'm not I'm not able to say say that line anymore. So the audience was singing it, but he says he well he didn't say. So I don't know if like is there a cease and desist? Is he not allowed to sing Santa Volza Laya? I don't know. I don't know. Dude, come on, as a content creator, you got to find that out. You're in the back <laughs> room. Why didn't you ask? You could have asked Ali why he's not allowed to say that. <laughs> I was a terrible content creator that night. I'll be That's going to keep me up all night. Well, what do you, I mean, because in my mind immediately goes to, okay, they're, they're trying to film season 11. 
And Sandoval like, dude, you better tell that little pipsqueak to shut the fuck up. Like, I wonder if it's something like that or if he like, what could it be? I, I'm assuming it has something to do with that because at this point, Sandoval, look, he is making money off of his name just as much. You know, he's not making as much money as like Ariana is, but he is making money off of his appearance and his likeness. And if DJ James Kennedy is out here singing, you know, Sandoval's a liar, um, I'm sure he's not happy about it. So I'm sure that there was conversations had. I, it would not surprise me, but I don't know if anyone will ever say it because I'm sure it's wrapped up in some NDA that they can't talk about. But Sandoval is a liar. Like, I mean, that's not even, you can prove it now. Like it's been proven. There's not even a allegedly, like we've seen it like been proven. Anyways, um, you also texted me something really fascinating. I think the next day, uh, or yes, I don't even know what day it is, but uh, you would, you would like the picture was insane of just like, just, I'd never seen sir that packed. Like, honestly, in all the years of the show that I've been around and I've been around here for a lot of those seasons, I have never seen it, not just the line outside, but inside. It looked like uh, a concert, like a really packed concert in a very small space. Uh, And you said, I really don't know how they'll potentially do a season 11 because they are now stars where they will get mobbed wherever they film. Everybody kind of knows them at a, you know, their, their brand recognition is so off the charts. How could they possibly do a season 11? Was that, that was kind of your thought, right? Yeah, because I just don't understand. Like at this point, you know, if they go to film at a dive bar like they have, people will be surrounding them. The cameras won't be able to get an angle where people aren't holding their cameras up, looking at them. And that is like, as a viewer, we never want to see that because one, it's just like we lose just any sort of essence of it feeling like fun and like they're going to talk about something real. And two, it you know, if if they in their head believe they're celebrities, they are going to not behave in the way we want our reality stars. We don't want our reality stars to feel like celebrities. We want them to feel like exactly the reality stars that we want to watch. Well, see, I, I totally get your point, but I kind of push back on that text. And I, I think it would be a fact, but see, I always think these meta things are a little more fascinating than most people. Cause I would like to see, from an honest angle of what this has done to all of this, these, this cast members, like all of these brand deals, all of these podcasts, like I want to know which one that the success has gotten to, you know, like is, is Lala going to come in next season and be like, fuck this, you know, like, is, is it going to be off the charts insane? And I think that would be kind of an interesting angle of watching success get to people, especially after the, the initial hysteria of Vanderpump rules died down to see what everybody, like everybody's making money off everybody. So, you know, there will be a scene of Sandoval screaming of like, I did this for you. I fucking bought everybody's houses in here. You know, that's the thing that's really insane. And it's the thing that people have, I think are going to have a hard time reckoning with because I think the, the cast has been very transparent about the fact that after season nine, they were on the chopping block. And if they hadn't made season 10 successful, we were not going to see Vanderpump rules renewed. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket, and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. 
Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365 day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Sandoval and Raquel are the reason for this success. And like, <laughs> Sandoval wanna... took that note really seriously. <laughs> took that note really seriously. And so it's like a really hard reckoning because you're just like, well, yeah, they're terrible people, but like you now have all of this success because of what happened. And so I do think it's interesting the egos that would ha happen to play out because even though Sandoval is making money, he's not making money like the others. And then, yeah, like what comes along with the fact that like, yeah, you know, people are, you know, making all this money off of merch, off of podcasts. Like, is there going to become a point where people are like, I'm tired of you using like maybe my hurt? I don't know. Like, so that would be an interesting thing to to watch play out for sure and also because you know i think even lala said on this podcast like sh her and james had a text exchange because people started getting in their comments about like how they didn't like how they were acting at the reunion and they were in lala was shocked she was like wait you don't agree I, I thought i was like killing it on there and we i thought we were killing it i didn't think anyone would not be on our side so i do think that there is like this little bit of like a everything we do is right and we know we love to see a redemption story but we also love to watch people fall so even though these people on you know the ariana lala james side are on top people are gonna like do what they can to knock them off because that's just what people love to do well i, I don't know how you feel but like those first two of the three reunions the first two with james and lala was loving it i just think it got to me eventually on the third one because they both are verbal assassins they're both funny in their own right they make excellent points but by that third one, I was like, okay, now I want to, I know Raquel's not really effectively communicating, but I do want to hear between Sandoval, Ariana, and I don't need Lala and James continually hopping in. So, I mean, listen, that was just a, a small note that I had just overall the feeling of it because they kept jumping in and everything they were saying were, was funny and correct. I just felt they had already had such a star shining stars those first two episodes and i you know it, it's one of those damned if you do damned if you don't but also what have you noticed in terms of i talked about this last week 
and it, it's really spilled into this week as well of trying to not subtly, but like there is like this creeping in of, well, Ariana doesn't deserve all this. Oh, you've noticed that people are saying that in the comments and stuff. Yeah. Like it's too much now. It's too, it's gone too far. She doesn't need all of this. She doesn't need, you know, or even last night I made a, a Sandoval meme. It was like an easy meme about, uh, taking out the trash. Like daily mail, like set me up really easy. It was like, okay, this is a great. And you got like, I'm done with this enough of making up with Sandoval. And first off, never tell me what to do on my own page. Secondly. Oh, interesting. I never thought about that. Also, you know, it's like, what, who do people just go around thinking that they can school people and they never have actually a profile photo on their profile. Like, I don't understand that. I'm like, should I block you or should I let you, I don't know what to do. I typically just, I, re- I restrict those people so that like they're not blocked and they can only just look at my content but can never respond or comment on it. And so it makes them probably annoyed because they want to say all these things. I usually do that. But to that to that comment, um, you know, I did like a scandal panel on Andy's Girl with, you know, Dame Galley, Emily Baker and yeah. Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo. And Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo made the most excellent point of like this woman was essentially so intertwined with this man in financial, in emotional, obviously, ways. But the financial is a big part of it. She deserves every dime she can so that she can break out, whether what, whatever she needs to do to break out of the loans that she could be on the hook for Schwartz and Sandy's, to break out of this home so that they can sell it, and so that she can start her new life completely extricated, if that's a word, from this entire relationship. So that is... It's not about like whether she deserves it. Like this is what she needs to rebuild her entire life so she can completely move on and never have ties to this man. We know that in New York and in LA, people stay in relationships for way too long simply because the rent is too damn high. If we can get this woman propped up for success so that she doesn't have to live in this house with this man for that long. And even if it's like so that she can rent an Airbnb for months while they're trying to sell it, then let's do that. If we, (laughs) no, I was just thinking like, wouldn't it be great if Ariana is like, you know what? I'm actually kind of happy being roommates. We're pretty good. It's I'm saving money. It's really nice. No, I was like that glamor article that came out last week where she was the cover story on. She, she mentioned this and I think it just keep worth reminding people is that she like, I don't come from generational wealth. Like I have an opportunity to not worry about money for a long time. And I'd also want my mom to not worry. And I'd also like my brother to not worry. You know, these are like really good hearted things that, and you know, like me and you both have like, if we have an opportunity, we want to take it. Like, come on. Like, you know, am I supposed to turn things down because uh, Tom Sandoval has gotten too little? I, I don't understand. It, it reminds me of how people got so mad at Lady Gaga over this migraine commercial because Nurtek, my God, <laughs> like Khloe Kardashian, move over, Lady Gaga, and yeah, everybody's like, "How dare Lady Gaga have headache medication?" You know, and I'm just like, you guys, like one day, like it or not, you might see me hawking a vibrator on my Instagram page. It's just how it is because, again, I definitely do not come from generational wealth, and whatever, and it's not going to last forever. I'm not going to be able to be doing this when I'm. You know, well, maybe I will be able to do this when I'm 80 years old. That would be amazing. But maybe I'm not. But like, let's people earn. If you don't want to, you know, be a part of it, you don't want to buy the product, fine. But like, people have to earn. <laughs> I mean, it's really simple. And I feel like Ariana, of all of these people, like, you know, like, come on. Lala did the send it to Daryl. And like, we keep celebrating that and her buying a place in Palm Springs with that money. And like, I just think it's interesting when people like, it's like that point you said. And I always say it like people you know, we'll, we'll prop you up, but then they also like to tear you down. And this is, it doesn't just end because the season's over. 
you see that this will keep going and continually going. So by the time we do see season 11 of Vanderpump Rules, I'll be really curious what the temperature is with the audience, not let alone the cast. Exactly. And now we'll actually be able to see something about her succeed. I mean, they weren't able to get it open in season 10 because they were still in the like raising funds to try to finish building it out. And now because of this, they have been able to build it out. We've seen, you know, you were able to get in there like it's a full on restaurant. So it will be open by season 11. And now we can see the girlies flourish with their sandwich shop. Which I'm, we know now will be packed based on the lines we've seen around Sirs. I, I mean, do you think Sirs packed? That's a tiny place. Imagine the line out that door. I can't. I was like, I was like, I'll go on like a Tuesday at nine a.m. If it's yeah, <laughs> the I mean, only way I'll get a sandwich. I've I offered to work there. My God, I was like, that's probably the only way. And they're like, <laughs> we're not looking for you. But like, okay. Um, so, uh, you know, this has been such a taxing season and I will remind the audience once again that I realize nobody's asked me to do this. I do this with honor and pride and I'm very happy to cover this, uh, but it has been taxing, but that is something that I choose to do to myself. But I take this really seriously, just like you do. Um, overall, watching the scandal of it all, and I noticed, you know, today on your stories, you just said, hey, I have scandal exhaustion. You know, we had the Secrets Revealed episode last night, which, you know, I was excited for. And then I watched it. and I was like, uh, you know, I was trying to get that excitement back. And I think I have a couple things, you know, when I do my recap to, to make fun of. But there is this exhaustion level where, you know, we have to realize there's life after this. And what is life after this? You know, Real Housewives of Orange County is on right now. Real Housewives of New Jersey just finished up. Below Deck Med. You've got all of these great shows. It's now up to us to actually find those things and what we find interesting about them. What are you turning to right now? Well, you know what's crazy is like, honestly, the writer strike is actually affecting this more because, you know, the writer's strike is going to go on for a while. And I just don't think people realize the impact it's going to have on scripted television and the amount of bad reality TV that's going to come out of it. So I've actually been trying to focus more on just watching as much good scripted stuff as I can, because I know that I'm going to have months and months and months of reality. And that's all that's going to be served to me on right now. Um, so that's what I've actually been trying to turn to. But then there's also just other reality shows that I hadn't really, you know, even given. Uh, a look at i'm really into peacock honestly has become my favorite streaming right now and really has good some of the best you really know good. scripted and some of the best unscripted and so i got really into um you know the the gentle art of swedish death cleaning which was just like you know i didn't expect it to get into that i want to start like you know um that ultimatum the queer edition yeah i started watching that last week and i dug it and then i was just like do i do I get deep into this? Like you kind of judge it with Scandaval of like how much Scandaval do I have left? Do I have time to jump into this completely? Yeah. Um, you start, you know, so I'm excited. And then uh, I know you had done the Duggar thing or you were trying to do the Duggar and thing. And I, so yeah, I, I have one more episode of that. And then I just finished the curious grace of Natalia, uh, the curious case of Natalia grace. And so like, I've been really into the docu series. Um, and then I'm just really, I am really excited about Sonia and Luann, the simple life, you know, the crappy, no, lake welcome basically. to crappy Lake. Yeah. Because that's going to be the lightheartedness that I need which is going to feel really good. So I think I'm just trying to lean into like really good writing and just sort of like uplifting sort of stuff after I get through these really traumatic docu-series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God, the curious case of Natalia Grace, guys, I've been talking about it on the show for the last two weeks. And I think people are like catching up to all of that, but it is, 
it's really wild. And it's something very interesting that I bring up that thing of what makes a good docu-series is you enter thinking like, what is the mystery with this girl, Natalia Grace? How old is she? But then it actually shines a spotlight on how wacky and really dangerous these people that adopted her are. And I think that's like a good docu-series when it kind of flips and you're like, wait, I should actually be paying attention. And this dude is reminds me of Tom Sandoval because he loves the camera, but the camera buries him at the same time because you see what a wackadoo he allegedly is. Uh, did you feel the same way? Oh yeah, he is a total nutcase. And it's such, it's, what I remember when I heard about this case long ago, I just remember thinking, and I've still to this day until I watched the docuseries, that there was this woman who came over and pretended to be a girl. And that was what I believed this whole time. And then I had to watch the docuseries. I think it was Clint Eastwood who just said something like, docuseries are like, or documentaries are like the new the new news. It's the only truth because people don't care about long form news anymore. They just like, it's a sound bite culture we live in and so you hear the soundbite you run with it and then you live with that in your head thinking it's the truth and then it's not even the truth and then you have to watch a documentary to get to the actual truth and now we know the truth is these parents were nut jobs and they like you know screwed up this little girl well, and, and it's going to be continuing because Natalia Grace herself is doing another episode of The Curious Case of Natalia Grace that they already recorded that I think oh, comes out in August, I believe. Okay. So they'll give enough people time to catch up with all of that because this story isn't done. But I thought it was really interesting and well worth your time, but it was very kind of dark. And and But you're right. I, I can't believe Clint Eastwood said that, but it's very true. I was at the, the finale party for Vanderpump Rules and I... I was literally trying to talk to the executive producer, Natalie. I was like, we need a documentary of making season 11. We need a black and white documentary of the conversations happening. Cause that's the thing that gets us curious now, even with Scandaball is going back and going, okay, this timeline here, what were they trying to capture? I got so tired of people saying that this was all fake. Like, let's see that documentary of the making of these things. Absolutely. I think that would be amazing. Cause I mean, this is what we want. Yeah. What do you think of Orange County this season? We had, we're two episodes in after last night. So the first episode I was sort of like half watching on my phone because I also think it was the last I think was that the last reunion night. So I was like half paying attention. Yeah. You know? So this episode I was kind of like, OK, let me get into this. And, uh, you know, I'm still on like the fence about where it's going to go. Like I the the Tamra of it all, I just don't know if she is just too, she knows too much about how to be a housewife and if it's going to come across as authentic. Because the minute she started screech yelling at Shannon, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, this feels like not authentic. Like, I know what a real Tamra screech scream is supposed to sound like. Yeah, it's like and it, this just feels like a put on. I, I was like, kind of like, I hope she doesn't do what Lisa Rinna did last season, which I felt was imitate herself. And when you imitate yourself, you go so hard in the paint that like when she was on that boat on the second episode last night, she was screeching on the boat. And Shannon was like, I'm talking very calmly. I don't know what she's doing over there. And it's like, you don't want to have those levels so out of whack, even though Tamara, of course, you're going to do that because you're trying to secure a spot for another season. You already know what it feels like to be unemployed. You do study these shows because you have a podcast with um, Freddie Mellencamp. Freddie? Okay. (laughs) Okay. Teddy. I think she, yeah, she, which by the way, if you look really closely in Orange County, you can see Teddy swimming in the uh, sea next to the boat. Just like, Hey, Tara, the two T's on the pod. I'm one of these, (laughs) but you're right. I kind of think like, is Tamara going to like ease in or like kind of 
get her bearings a little bit so she can be effective. Yeah, because you even notice when she's like doing the screech scream, her eyes dart, dart over. She wants to make sure that the other side hears her. And that's why she elevates it. She's like, I want to make sure you, I'm on, I'm on yeah. stage, you guys. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to know that you know what we know, you know, just yeah. like do you. That's why I kind of actually am. Um, I'm enthusiastic right now, tentatively about Jen, the new girl on OC, because she, you know, like, listen, this girl has like a yoga business. She keeps saying that, like, she was with this, married with this dude. Uh, they keep saying, I heard you cheated. I heard you had an affair because she's now with this dude, Ryan. And the story is not completely clear, but it even seems like her parents begged her to not get divorced to her husband because he's a part of their family business. And it seems wild, but do you know why everybody like Gina was like, I heard you, I heard you did cheat. Like, why does everybody, why has everybody heard that she did cheat? Is there like an Orange County newsletter? Because Orange County is the tiniest place on earth and all these women have time to do is go and gossip. I mean, I was even laughing at the fact is like Orange County is so cookie cutter. We have literally another Jen married to another Ryan. Like how many seasons of Orange County are we going to get another Jen married to Ryan? (laughs) Are there 40 million Jen and Ryans in Orange County? But I just think it's like that is it's very Stepford Wives in that in that area. And so I just think that gossip gets around. And so people have been, you know, talking about it. And I'm sure based on it seems like her husband was very upset about what had went down. And so it sounded like he was probably putting her on blast, too. Well, I do want to also correct you. It was Jen and Ryan, R-Y-N-E, Ryan, not another Ryan, a Ryan. His name was Ryan, R-Y-N-E last season. Um, so that's so sorry that Kiki got that wrong. For anybody going to write me about this. Um, it is, But I also, the Jen thing is fascinating too. And I always want to know people like, oh, I want to know more about her because then she was, you know, she, she fostered like pets. She, she adopted that, the, the boy that is it like, she has like this full family. Seems like her life is insanely full. And you always love it when you see a picture of somebody from their previous relationship. And I'm like, wait, that's not her. Like she looks completely different. She got the big watermelon boobs and the, like, you know, the very OC look, but she didn't look anything like the picture they showed. Oh yeah. I mean, flashbacks in general on these shows is hilarious. Cause you're just like, yeah, who, who, who is that? And who is on my screen right now? Those are not the same people. Yeah. And then also the, I, I missed the Eddie Tamra relationship of, it's just constant sexual innuendos without really any kind of feeling. It was like, what do you want to eat tonight? You. I'm like, okay, I, I got it, man. You guys are very sexy. Yeah. And I'm so confused. Like Eddie really confuses me because, you know, you know, the whole dust up with Tamara and Shannon is over Tamara feeling like Shannon, you know, wasn't a good friend and, you know, was needing too needy and so you know when Tamara's having that conversation with Eddie about like oh so you had a talk with her you know like the best thing that came out of that you know your relationship with Shannon was David and I'm like what date you think David Bedore is the best thing that came out of your her relationship with Shannon like what are what crack are you on Eddie it really is interesting how men perceive I mean, women in their lives, but also on this show, I'm like, you know, you can watch the show. Like you can watch the show and like, unless they're just not sharing the actual reality of these shows. And the other trope I love on these shows and we, we, you know, it's like Tamara kept like, you are my best friend, Shannon. And I just don't believe in a world that I'm like, I'm, you know, like that people that just randomly call each other best friends because they were on a show together. I just sometimes like, I almost believe Shannon can get like, 
She'll believe that people are her best friend, but I don't know if I really truly believe that Tamara ever felt that that was her best friend. No, absolutely not. Especially once she got fired and Shannon continued to be um, on the show. Like, and she knew that, like she was, became her frenemy. And yeah, I just felt like it was very, she's like saying, you know, you didn't check on me. And Shannon's like, I knew what was happening with your ex. I, you know, I knew he was going through chemo. She's like, well, yeah, you recommended doctors to me and you checked up on me like twice. But then after that, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like in this adult world, she's also going through her own divorce. She also has three children. She also has, like, we check in on each other as adults. But like, if you're her friend, you also know she's going through stuff. I'm confused. Like, is she, you tell, you say she's too needy and calls too much. How much is she supposed to call to check on you? You guys, now is my favorite part of the show when I get to talk about our sponsor. And this week, we have a returning sponsor. It is our friends over at Factor. This is the best meal service that gets delivered to your door. It is quick. It is delicious. It is easy to prepare. And there are so many options. And I, I want to tell you that, like, so I've had this now. I've ordered from them a couple of times. And I just ordered from them again today. I used my own product code to order for my parents. And I gave them the menu. I was like, you guys choose uh, because it is just the easiest way to have a delicious meal in the quickest amount of time. So now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. So it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you will stay on track reaching your goals. Um, a lot of people do get too busy, but they make you, you got to make sure you're eating. You got to make sure you have some gas in the tank. So with Factor, you can skip that trip to the grocery store. Who's got time for that anymore? You can also skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, all that stuff. Come on, that's garbage. But you can get flavorful and nutritional quality delivered right to your door. Factor is fresh. It is never frozen. And these meals, this blows me away every time. It is ready and just two minutes. And I've done this myself and they're always delicious. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's wild. All you have to do is heat and enjoy, and then you can get back outside or get back to your TV or do whatever you're doing. You got more time for that. And also if you're looking for calorie conscious options this summer, you can try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. Uh, do you need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? You can also try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. You can even elevate eating at home with their new upscale surf and turf and surf and surf meal options like roasted garlic filet mignon and shrimp and Cajun spiced shrimp and salmon. My goodness, they offer delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles from keto to calorie smart, vegan plus to veggie and protein plus. These are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. And each meal has all of the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can also add a protein to select vegan plus veggie meals each week. So these are chosen from like 34 uh, plus chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options. It, you know, it features all of it. Broccolini, leeks, truffle, truffle butter, asparagus. I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, my God, I'm, it's too late. I'm hungry. 
Plus, you can round out these meals and replenish your snack supply with also an assortment of 45-plus add-ons. You can have breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skilly skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, you can try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Um, And and if you want to pack on more protein, the filling options like you have a salmon filet, chicken wings, you can add all of those things. And if you want to budget this month by cutting back on takeout, get Factor instead. Not only is Factor cheaper than takeout, but meals are ready faster than restaurant delivery. Once again, two minutes. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offset 100% of their delivery emissions to your door, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in their meals. Now, this June, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals. You just go on their website. I'm going to give you the web address in a second, and you can choose from all of these different options, and they change them all the time. Um, so enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes, no prep, no mess. So here it is head to factormeals.com slash so bad 50 and use code so bad five zero to get 50% off your first box. That's code so bad 50 at factormeals.com F A C T O R. M-E-A-L-S dot com slash so bad 50 to get 50% off your first box. All of that stuff's going to be in your show notes, you guys. Uh, and now back for the remaining portion of our show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, and also Tamara's best friend is podcasting. They made a, (laughs) they made a thing, you know, she, you know, they did a a quick cut of like five different podcasts that she went on to talk about um, uh, uh, Shannon. And I thought that was just amazing because podcasting now really realistically is a weird feeder system back onto your show. Like it Um, is the feet, you know, even you could say Mr. Jax Taylor has a new podcast and allegedly he is going to be back on our screens in some form. And I find that interesting is that there's a new wrinkle now it's, you know, that is potentially a way back on and then they can pull from these audios and throw them into the show. It's so true. Cause I think I brought that up too. Cause I was like, you know, even with Vanderpump, you know, these other cast members really need to step it up. Like Lala, I don't know what sort of gag order she has talking around, you know, Randall and stuff, but someone was saying at least that she has the podcast where if somebody talks about it on the podcast or if other people talking about on their podcast, like Kristen or whatever, then they can pull that. So it can be included because otherwise I don't know if these people can talk about this stuff. Dude, that is my dream to be one of the clips that they pull. Like I'm always like, if I get, I'm like, will you say something so insane that I get on your show next season? (laughs) And I'd be like, whoa, I mean that really like, I, I want that so badly. And I don't think I'll ever, cause I'm not like usually a gotcha podcast, but I'm like, damn, if I could just get it one time, you know? Um, the, uh, the other thing I, do you think Heather Dubrow is running a Costco out of her, her garage? (laughs) I don't know what's up with Heather. I, Heather is 
I, again, I'm trying to like feel my way around how I even feel about what she's doing in this season, like what she's up to. It just, it just doesn't feel like the Heather that I knew from old seasons. So I just don't even know how to feel about her. Well, I just also, you know, she, last night we get this scene of her um, literally doing everything for her children in terms of prepping them for college. And she's got like this, you know, space of just everything. I mean, just so much stuff that I'll never have in my life of just their college experience. And my college experience was far from my mom. I mean, I think, you know, Gina says, like, I think I went to a Bed Bath & Beyond or like a, a Walmart with my mom and we got what I needed for ASU, but it was nowhere near that. And I was like, aren't you taking away from your from, t- I mean, like I, I kept, I had this conversation with myself. I was like, do you, your kids seem smart. Like, so are you doing this because you think it frees up their brain to then go look, learn important things? Like I was trying to like, why are you taking this experience from them in a sense? I kept thinking that. I, I just think, I think they kind of want to be coddled and they don't want to leave the luxury that they have in Orange County. They want that to exist in their new college world. And so they're, I think they're fine with it, sadly. Cause I mean, you are, Missing out on the college experiment, like experience, like you need to be making noodles in your hot pot, yeah. not like a. What did she have? She had like a microwave combination fridge, yeah, microwave fridge. or something. Um, a fridge that turns into a microwave. What? She has a transformer in these fucking kids' <laughs> colleges, and like I, but I do that ramen experience of like that was the first time I had those ramen things, and I had a really shitty microwave on top of this little tiny fridge, and it would like I just remember that of just keep doing the ramen of just like the hot water you get from your shitty sink, and it was like I mean I, I'm not romanticizing it, it was horrible, but at the same time it was mine, you know. Yeah, and it was like it's what taught me that I could like survive. Like I've had to reinvent myself. So many times in this industry, entertainment is like a brutal, it's a brutal industry. I've reinvented myself so many times. And what I do know is like every once in a while I can survive on ramen because I did it when I was 17 and I can do it all over again. Ramen's great. It'll just kill you with that sodium as you get older. Like, I mean, ramen is delicious and you would like find like new things to do with it. And you'd be like, oh, can I put Dr. Pepper in this? Like, it was like just really experimentation. Most people experimented sexually in college. I was like, how much weird food can I eat? If TikTok had existed in college, the ramen trials that I would have been on then, oh, I would have been a star. Um, Gina and Emily in OC, they're another, like, they're interesting, like, um, kind of like, not not sidekicks, but it's it's like, you know, they fill out the team. I don't know. I always try to, like, think, like, I like, I like Emily. I always try to think, like, how I feel about them because... I'm trying to like utility players. Like how would you describe Gina and Emily? Cause they've been on so many seasons now. I think that Gina and Emily are trying to be the new Lucy and Ethel. I think that housewives really romanticize this Lucy and Ethel sort of combo. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, in this scenario, I would say that Emily would be the Ethel, but like she, and she's trying to play a little bit into this, like, oh, you know, even with her tagline, like, give me a taco and all of these things. But she's snatched as hell. She looks amazing. Like, I don't know. It's just like kind of like, I mean, it doesn't play as well. Cause I'm like, I know you're trying to be like funny, quote, fat girl, but like you're not. Like, you look freaking amazing, like killer yeah. body. But like, I think that's sort of what they're trying to be is like the, the funny duo that everyone sort of like, you know, re- like relies on or talks to, or they can be the voice of reason, but then they can talk to each other and talk shade behind everyone's back, but no one gets mad at them. I think that's just kind of how they're trying to be. 
You're right about that Emily tagline. Like you eat one sandwich in a sauna or not. That's not even, yeah. Emily ate the sandwich in the sauna and she's always like, but it's like, now it's like, come on, you guys, like you're going to do another food thing. It's like, it literally was like, you know, like, uh, I may be this, but I'm literally killing myself because I can't stop eating. Help me. <laughs> like, it's like, what I don't understand. It's, it's a parody of itself. It is. I'm just like, come on. Like we can, we can see you. You realize we can see you and you're on TV. Like, <laughs> um, did you, did, did you dip into Jersey at all this season or was that like a, so I had tried to start. It was like, it, I was over it with Teresa and Melissa, but the reunions were fire and I was all up in them. And so, yeah, I, I pretty much got back into it. And so started watching episodes back from that to lead back up to the reunion. But I think the reunions gave me all the life I needed to. I mean, I said that all season, like Melissa and Teresa, I was so tired of it, yet I watched every episode, but still so tired of it. But it's, I don't think it's ever going to change. Obviously the relationship's not going to change, but obviously the ratings are higher than they've ever been. So, you know, obviously people are tuning in, but this is the other conversation I was having with myself today um, was I was really trying to like understand because the toxicity of the Jersey fan base on Twitter, especially is very scary. And I I always say that joking wise, but it actually is scary um, to me. And like, I like elements of both Melissa and Teresa. And I also think both of them have really horrible uh, qualities and traits or horrible traits, but um, the, the Louie of it all, like, can't we all agree that regardless of why he's doing it, he comes off completely creepy and unhinged. That's what I don't understand. Cause I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that's also another reason I backed away is because yeah, the, the toxicity of the Jersey fandom is so scary that I don't even want to give my opinion because people will start doxing you. They'll oh, just yeah. start like, God for like you've God forbid you have an opinion on Teresa and or Melissa. And the next thing you know, your address is online. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're fuck. They'll be like, you're fucking ugly. And I'm like, what does that have to do with <laughs> Teresa or Melissa? Someone came after Kristen Chenoweth. Kristen Chenoweth is the nicest person on earth and all she did was say like team gorga and they're like you've always been on the wrong side of history kristen i'm like what are you talking about you sucked and wicked you sucked and wicked but yeah like i thought for sure after vicky and brooks that we could all spot the red flag of a brooks 2.0 immediately and the fact that like there's people that defend him is wild to me well, see, that's and I, I hate to make that draw the larger point that you draw earlier is like, that's the society we live in. It's like you can see something. We're, we're all watching it with our eyes. Like everybody, like, everybody sees what we see. And like, come on, man, it might not be next year or the year after, but sometime, someday that is going to completely be horribly disastrous and dangerous. And in fact, Bravo is probably investing in it, hoping they will get a scandal ball with Jersey down the line. And But it makes you sad because I'm like, well, I genuinely want Teresa to be happy. It's not a joke. But like this guy, like the boat, you know, I don't think you watched it, but like before the reunion, he was bragging to the ladies about calling Bo Deedle, this mm-hmm. uh, New York private investigator, has files on everybody, brings it up at a party again and then says, no, no, actually, that's not true. That was not true at all. Da, da, da. I'm like, guys, you said it out of your own mouth. How are you going to defend the dude that said it in two separate scenes? And then he comes on and he starts saying things like, let's play. Let's play. Yeah. You know, like I win. win. Yeah. Like what? What? Yeah. No matter why you're doing it, you have to realize you're coming off insanely creepy once again, because this isn't a first time offense for Louis. So even 
that's what's frustrating is like, even if you think like, let me know the reasons why you're being this creepy and realize that we think you're creepy. So maybe like dial it back or let us know specifically why you're acting this way. Yeah. And it's like, I love Dolores and like, I get why she didn't want to bring up her son's name in regards to Louis, because look, if she does believe in, in the back of her head that there's something in scandals, she doesn't want her son's name attached to it. So I get why she was trying to shut down the conversation, but I do kind of wish she had let Frank go on about it. But then again, it would have drawn his, their son into it. And she just didn't want that part. So I get it. But like, I just felt like Dolores, like your defense, this is, this is your friend. I hope that you're at least saying something behind closed doors of like your concerns, because if you're her friend, you should. Yeah. And and also two things can be a tr- true at once. Like in terms of Joey Gorga. Yeah. I believe he's probably really fucked over certain people in his contracting world and all of these things, but that has nothing to do with the question I'm asking people. Do you see that Louis is completely insane? Like, I mean, like it's two separate things and both can be true. Not, it's not like one wins and like there's one crook here and the other ones, it's not like that. So that's, what's frustrating. It's like, you guys, you Teresa lovers, can't you see what we see? Like there is something way off. This guy is threatening so much. And even Andy was like, Andy, like pleading with uh, Louis, but like, Hey, I just, I just don't want anything to get physical out there. I'm like, even Andy was like coming up to Louis and I, I mean, being way too nice for like as many threats that was like thrown under his breath in that reunion. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, at this point, Teresa won't be happy until some information is dug out so that like her brother can go to jail so that she can feel like they're even or something. Cause I'm just like, if my new husband was saying threatening things to that to my brother, I would be like, are you kidding me? Like, stop it. Like, I don't care how much of a fight we're in. You're not going to try to like dig up information to send my brother to prison. I watched uh, season three, the christening episode again uh, this weekend to unwind. And it it, it was 2000 (laughs) to 2011 that was shot. And Joey Gorga says in it, me and my sister haven't gotten along for 10 years now. And I'm like, that was 2011. We were in 2023 right now. I'm trying to like think like was there only like a six month period where they were best friends because I've never seen what has been so attractive in this brother sister relationship because I'm like I'm ready to call it a day like and they always like both of them not just Joey it'd be like you broke my heart into a billion people it's always breaking it's always so like you've made my heart explode a thousand like they're always talking about their hearts both of them and how like fucked their hearts are. And you would think that, you know, because Teresa is friends with Dina and Dina and Caroline, you know, the Manzos, they haven't had a relationship in forever. And you would almost think that, you know, Dina would say to Teresa, look, I even though they're family, sometimes you cut people out and she would just say, like, just stop it. Just cut it out. Stop trying to make it work. And then just give her that advice. Cause yeah, it's been 20 something years. And, and and even Joey was like, you know, we had the gre- the best time when she got out of prison, she was so humble. So that was the six month moment when they had a good relationship was when she got out of prison and she had, you know, she was humble. I, I I'm really scared to see where this goes. And, and, you know, I, I think there is fault on both sides, but I mean, this Louis himself really, scares me on television and i and i don't even think that's just a bad edit you guys like and i would think if he was cognizant of it because 
if you are a content creator, we've been talking about Louie for years now. And this isn't the first, like, it's not like the show has made him creepy. I've now seen multiple videos of this man saying insane, weird things, like on the beach with all those men of like, I want you to come back with me and I want to marry you if that's okay with you. You know, like, remember they like all shirtless with yeah. all those guys looking like Mad Max yeah. and he's like, like, we've seen Louie be multiply, like multiple times be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I just wish everyone would agree that, yeah, there's red flags there. And whether you like Teresa or not, like, let's all get on the same page about that. Yeah. I mean, we can just, can we just agree on one damn thing? Like, it's like, I just need something to be like right and something to be wrong. There can be shades of gray, but like, we can all say Sandoval, bad that he cheated and lied. Really horrible shit. And as we wind down here, I wanted to end with the Secrets Revealed episode, which we kind of briefly mentioned. But it once again, you know, each week they find new ways to make them look just as bad, if not worse. And what was that takeaway for you last night in terms of anything new regarding Tom and Raquel themselves? I felt like it was just another reconfirmation of everything that we had already known. And we're just looking at it through this lens. We're getting cringy about it because we're like, you know, how dare Raquel show up with flowers for Ariana after she just was in the, uh, you know, jacuzzi. And then we now know in the bedroom, you know, banging her man. Right. Um, You know, how, you know, dare you know, she say these certain things. How dare he sit there and look at Ariana while they're roller skating and she's over here defending Raquel and he's like giving the eye about like, they're saying that, you know, don't trust around your man. And he's all like, mm, those women, you know, just, it's just reconfirmation and, and it's ripping a bandaid off of like a wound that we kind of just like this point, like want to heal a little bit for ourselves. Um, yeah. But like, I did like that we got to see the storylines that got buried because of this, you know, like, it starts off with Lisa saying, you know, Ariana and, and Sandoval are living together, but Katie and Schwartz were the first, you know, they were still living together after they got separated. And it was like so nice to hear Katie say, like, I appreciate this not being a cold turkey divorce and that, you know, we're able to sort of just slowly separate because they've been together for years and years. It's like letting just someone gone. It's like a death. So like instead of it just being yep. like a death, it's like a slow removal. So that was nice to hear. You know, we got to hear more about Lisa's horse accident, which was like really bad. And so like her and Ariana had that nice moment. I liked seeing more of Charlie. I really did. And I know that like, you know, Lala is pissed at her from the things she's saying. And But like Charlie is what to me is like really good reality. She is no holds bar. She's saying whatever's on her mind. And it's even with her friends when she was mad at Raquel, even though Raquel was her friend, she wasn't, you know, sugar, you know, cookie, what are sugar coating it? She was like, no, you did wrong. Yeah. I want to see more of Charlie. I saw that, you know, she did get an offer for season 11, but she's still mulling it over, but I hope she comes back. Yeah, she. I mean, she did a Rolling Stone uh, interview, which by the way, I, I keep talking to the audience. I'm like, what happened to Rolling Stone, man? All of a sudden, they got like a reality show department. Like, it is like wild, but I'm I'm here for it. But they did an interview with Charlie where she said she got offered for a series regular on Vanderpump Rules, but she doesn't know if she wants to do it. And her reasoning was so clear. She was like, listen, 
they're going to probably want me to film with Raquel because those are my scenes with, and I love Ariana. I do not agree with all of this stuff. So there's that. Plus she said, they're most likely going to have old cast members come back and they're probably going to really go ham because they want to secure their spot. So I think she was referencing Jax and they didn't have a great relationship, you know, her first season. And so she's like, I don't know if I really want to sign up for that. And I DM'd with Charlie earlier once I had read that. And she's like, yeah, I don't really know. Like, cause I was like, you got to. And she was like, I know, but I don't. And the one thing, like when I had her on the show years ago, one thing that impressed me was that like, she really is real. Like if she doesn't feel it, she's like, even like we saw her last night working at her, her other job, she wouldn't show up to film this past season sometimes. Cause she was like, I make more money doing bottle service at that other place that they showed. She's like, I make more money period. So I like somebody that's like, I want those kind of people that don't necessarily want to be there because you know, they're yep. always going to tell you the truth. Exactly. That's why I want her there. Cause exactly. Cause she's like not trying to be in front of the camera and like literally every person that she's friends with, like she's had no problem just being like, Nope, you wrong. Nope. You wrong. <laughs> like, I love it. And she's been right. She's been right. She's not like, you know, and, and even she said, listen, once I found out the situation with Raquel, of course that I, you know, of course I regret the, the Vegas, the galaxy lighter picking her up in Havasu or whatever that was, uh, you know, of course I've rethought everything that I said because I didn't have that information at the time. And that's the kind of clear level-headed thinking that I want, but we're not used to seeing with Vanderpump rules or reality shows in general. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, so then we also see Schwartz dating, which, you know, he was managed to not keep his hands out of his mouth, but he, he was doing this like hypothetical. What would you do? Which by the way, did that girl not look like 18 years old? She looked insanely young and I she was probably it, in her very early twenties. Yeah. Yeah. Cause at first they ordered drinks and she ordered water. And I was like, yeah, cause she's not 21 yet. She can't <laughs> even get a drink. Like it's like, it's like, but it was a charming, fine. Like, it was a charming, funny scene. The thing that, you know, you keep saying ripping that bandaid off. I just keep thinking about that Sandoval and that scene in their house when Charlie and Raquel are sitting across from them. And he's like, just looking at Raquel, like lovey dovey. And I just, I was just trying to think of like, what was this man that was he just so enthused by her that he was forgetting who he was right next to. I was like, cause I, I don't want to think that people are just flat out evil, but like what was going through his head, just acting like nothing. I mean, I, I don't know, but I do know that like people can disassociate, like people can just say like, I'm having this moment with this person in this world and I'm enjoying it because it's our secret and I love it. And I can still live in my regular world because like it's, it is what it is like, and I don't know if that's sociopathic behavior maybe it is i'm not a doctor or just the fact that we live in a society where we push disassociation we are trying to put a headset a vr headset in every household around the world we love disassociation so it's not surprising that people can live double triple quadruple lives these days very easily I love that actually. Yeah. I mean, that's disassociation is one of our greatest exports, you know, like that's <laughs> something that America does so well. We have so much to disassociate with. I think that's just the thing though, when you're wanting to look deeper and then look at your own lives and go like, Oh, why do I do this behavior? Or why does this, I mean, you always try to look deeper and I just, this is the one thing that's puzzled me, like, you know, forget Sandoval, but the Raquel of it all, like, I mean, listen, if she really cares about her mental health, I don't think she should come back, but I will always wonder 
what truly was going on, like what truly was happening. I know. And I don't think we'll ever know if, she, unless she comes back. And even then, I don't know how much she'd be willing to reveal because I think, I think the healing process is going to be a long while for her. Like she's now in, I don't know whatever stage she's in now, but like to come to terms with who you are is very hard. And uh, and also just to be like, to separate yourself from the world you were living in. Cause someone made a really good point of like, this was the culture that she was introduced to. Like this was the culture she just understood. And we know how easily it is to mold her brain. Cause look, that's also why she ends up in these situations. So I don't know. It'll be a long healing process for her. And for us as well, uh, which will actually start after uh, t- this week. Um, uh, then finally, you know, Raquel, in those last couple of minutes of the finale of the the reunion, you know, she revealed the big thing of like Sandoval and her were talking, were, you know, kind of seeing how this would play. And I was thinking back to when I talked to Sandoval on the podcast, you know, two years ago or a year, however long ago it was. And he mentioned this moment that I just thought about today where he said, when him and Kristen Doty originally broke up, they were already broken up, but they had to appear on Watch What Happens Live together. And for the sake of that show, they acted like they were not broken up yet because it hadn't been revealed. And then hearing those stories back with what Ariana has said about him initially, uh, you know, you know, he's saying like, oh, we don't have to let people know yet. And then seeing how he did talk to Raquel, it does really seem to be this pattern of him trying to not like force what he thinks the narrative should be. And I I find that interesting that the girls a lot of the time go with it. Ariana, thankfully, immediately texted everybody and said, this is what happened because he was like, no, 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 no. We've got brand deals in place. Maybe don't reveal yet. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think that like he's lived in this world long enough. And look, I think even Ariana to an extent to this world knew that like they were a brand together. I think the reason mm-hmm. it, she got shook out of it was because while she was probably willing to like put up with him a bit longer, or, you know, she was probably fed up with him for other reasons. She probably still wanted to stay with him, but she probably was, she, she was aware there was issues in a relationship, which is why she was trying harder with different things. Right. But she also did see them as this package deal. But once he went so outside the bounds and it was so, it, it was just broken. She was like, Oh fuck this shit. Like I mean, this is not the the kind of like, I'm going to hold this together for brand deals. No, screw this. Like I'll do well, a lot I mean, of shit for brand deals, but not this. I'll do anything for love, but I won't <laughs> do that. No, that's what I, it's amazing to be a, a brand as a couple, but it's really nice to be a brand by yourself, you know, uh-huh. be in control of your own destiny. And that's yeah. scary, but exciting. And I was thinking of Sandoval potentially thinking of everything in his life as brands because he has, he had him and Ariana, then he had him and Tom, the Toms, and he really loved that. Like, cause he would, you know, his manager was getting them like Atlantic City things, all of these things of they show up as the Toms. And then he has the brand that is his band. So it'll be interesting. I wonder really what Tom thinks of in his life as just real, of just non-money making real, because he's even complained about people like us going and making memes and doing like he pays such close attention that I wonder like if he is actually getting help and thinking about the reality of this situation away from reality TV, because TMZ was on today and he was once again, like he just seems mad about the whole thing and not sorry, just mad. 
Yeah, I don't I don't think he is. I think that this is who he is. I don't think he's going to change. And I think he we unfortunately live in a society where he can still be rewarded for it. And so he does he knows he doesn't have to. And there's also going to be plenty of women lining up to be with him because that's also the side we live in. So he has no motivation to change, unfortunately, unless he wants to do it for himself, which he he's probably very pleased with himself. I know. I mean, that and that's the only thing I am. It'll probably upset me, but I'll be curious to see his attitude on those first episodes, you know, Mm -hmm. and and also the tactics, because we saw him immediately cry on the first episode and like James like, fuck that man, you know, crocodile tears, stop. Like, I'm curious if he'll come in angry, if he'll try the apologetic tone one more time and see if it plays. Like, I'm really curious because he has not been on the defensive, you know, since Miami girl on this show. I don't think he's going to come in with the apologetic tone because I think when Lisa took him backstage and said, tried to get him to be apologetic and he came out and immediately Ariana shut it down. Like these people are not your friends anymore. You're done. There's no relationship here. It just really got to him in a place because he had no control over anything anymore. And I think that just was like, it was it for him. And so I think he's done with the apologetic route. He's going to lean into this villain side and, you know, also slightly victim side. And that's who he's going to be. I guess we will find out. And, and, you know, we, we now have other TV shows to talk about. And, and by the way, if you don't follow Kiki, I know you already all, all do, but like, listen, she, t- she talks about everything, every news story out there. She's up at fucking like the butt crack of dawn, like posting and like news things. And it's always like the a great place to stop to actually keep yourself informed, not just be at reality TV, but about the world at large, because there is a world at large and some insane things are happening. Um, is there anything that you have your eye on? right now news story wise um well i'm going to be doing my first tiktok live you know i work with daily mail and so i'm doing my first tiktok bet, live uh, today love daily mail um yeah at noon and so hopefully that'll be a regularly occurring thing where we're just talking about we're gonna just kiki about the like top pop culture news stories that are going that are happening can you tell the daily mail? I talked about this. Uh, it's like, can you, the, the spell checker, like sometimes I'll be reading and I'll be like, so invested. I'll be like, look at me learning about things. And then you'll catch like three spell check errors in a row. And you'll be like, wait a sec. I shouldn't be smart enough to like, know that this is even a spelling error. And it'll be not even on their entertainment page, their home page. Cause they're trying to get these articles out so quick. My only complaint other than that it is literally my one stop for news period. Yeah, I mean, I, I the speed, I will say, like, the speed at which people are pumping out information over there is extraordinary. So, like, I now understand why, like, maybe an arrow slips through. Um, I stick to the TikTok side where we can be a little less <laughs> formal. <laughs> oh, wait, have you gotten any dirt on the... Um... Roni uh, legacy girls trip thing. So my friend lives in St. Bart's. So she literally has been like at places. And so I'm like, can you, you know, so she sent a little video of Ramona because they had to shut down this whole restaurant. And that was the same restaurant. They did that little, like their first TikTok where they were like dancing to the camera. So she's been sending me videos. Um, I'm not going to reveal anything because she's, she is trying to like be a little spy for me and get into places and, and, and get me some information. But, and then someone else sent me uh some video yesterday and from the DR, the, the Potomac ladies are in Dominican Republic right now. So that there was some video uh, of them together that they sent me. I hadn't posted it yet. But <laughs> wow. Well, then I got really confused because Sonia 
started posting on her Instagram back in New York all of a sudden, which I has to be a mistake unless she left. She went know. into the comment section and clarified it and said that oh. she's still in St. Bart. So, because everybody's like, what are you doing back in New York? And she was like, no, no, no. Just, I was saying like back in New York in my mom. I, she's like, I'm still in St. Bart's. So she clarified it. Yeah. Way to go, weird. social media manager, whoever you are for Sonia. That's crazy. Fired intern. Yeah. Uh, okay. So guys, TikTok today go there and you can join a live with kiki monique representing the prestigious the daily mail my the my paper of note that i read online every morning noon and night uh the talk of shame at the talk of shame of course you need to follow her there and i really think i mean god i know insane things are happening for you so we will keep you posted on this show as things happen for kiki um and anything else that we need to know about you know, that's just it. That's all I got. <laughs> you did it. Congratulations. We got through We got through the most intense season of Vanderpump Rules, and we couldn't have done it without you. So thank you. Uh, well, we did it together. Oh, wait, wait. Well, Jax. There yes. was no more mention of Jax that night. There was no more mention of Jax, and I even tried to go to his page, and he never even gave an explainer. And so... I don't know. I really want to know, like, was there an issue? Like, what was the issue? Does he not like, have him and James? Are they still good? I don't know. Well, he, okay. So on Twitter, he did, I, I'm blocked by him, but on, on Twitter, on Instagram, I'm not, <laughs> but he said something of like, guys, it's okay. It was just, it was a minor family emergency all taken care of now. I'll get you, uh, I'll get you on the next time. I think it said, oh, but okay. I'm curious. If it's like, but with Jax, though, you just never know if it's a lie. Like, that's the sad thing. You just never know. Well, that was the thing that was crazy, because obviously I've been following his stories earlier in that day, and he had been working out. I mean, like a hardcore workout. Like, it was like he was doing all the things. Like, everything looked fine. So, obviously, it wasn't like, didn't seem like it was with him. So, I didn't know if it was with his kid, if it was with someone on the, the, the family. I don't know. What if he got nervous? What if he just got really like, I can't, I'm scared to go. Or what if Please. Lisa wouldn't let him go? Cause he was on the toast, like talking, like kind of some smack about Lisa. I thought it like, maybe might have to do with that. Cause I did see he was talking smack about Lisa a little bit. So I thought maybe that was the issue. Was Lisa there? No. Dude, she wasn't at the finale thing either. Okay. Well, anyways, I could talk to you forever, but I'm sure you'll be on in a couple <laughs> months again. So you guys go follow her, go join that TikTok live. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, Kiki. Bye, bye. Betches.